there are certain things that are keys for a healthy fellowship. And I want you to listen to these and ask yourself, are these things being practically, actively practiced in my life? Okay, Acts 2.42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And we and all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done to the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with people. And the result of all of this, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So we see this interesting list of things that are given to us. And the result of doing them for the first century early church was that we're being people added to this church day by day. If we, as a denomination, a movement, a people, um, whatever you want to call yourself, group, if you desire people to come and join the fellowship of the saints at an unprecedented level, like the early church did, these are some of the things that need to be practiced. So what was this list? Okay, teaching. Number one was listed. Teaching what? There are many things that we can teach. Okay, We can teach... Um, we can talk about a lot of things. We can teach about a lot of things. You can turn on the news and they'll talk about a lot of things. You can, you can, okay. And there's a lot of biblical things even to talk about that are good and wonderful. But they had a special focus also, not just on studying the Torah and the prophets, but on proclaiming the gospel frequently and often. Because it is the good news of the resurrection of the Messiah, his death, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the salvation available to all, that is the solution to the world's problems, the solution to people's bondages. And this was at the forefront of their teaching. And that must be at the forefront of our teaching. You, you, if you have sermons and if you have teachings and you have discussions, but you do not discuss the salvation and the simple gospel, if the gospel becomes boring you will struggle to see new people come in. Okay, that's the first thing. Number two, fellowship is, is mentioned. There was a fellowship oftentimes of getting together, community oftentimes happening. Okay, so we see that it is important for, for fellowship to happen. Just watching YouTube videos, just just um, studying the Bible alone is not, a, is not enough. You would really if at all possible, of course, I understand if you're in a persecuted country where it is not possible, that's one thing. But if it is possible, like in America or like in many of the countries of freedom in the Western world, fellowship is important. Okay. Um, next, what we see is the breaking of bread. Now, this is interesting. We see, you know, teaching, fellowship, prayer, all these things which are like, Staples, and then it, he just throws in, oh, and the, there was the breaking of bread. How will breaking bread 
help me get more healthy in my spiritual life. Like, what is up with that? I I personally believe that this referred to what Yeshua talked to his disciples about at what we know as the Last Supper. He broke the bread and he said, this is my body. He he provided the wine. He drank, they drank the wine. This is my blood. There was a, and he said, do this remembrance of me. When you come together, when you have this fellowship, you need to remember me and you need to do this in remembrance of me. And there's a very deep thing happening when we do that breaking of bread. Um, a very spiritual thing that happens inside of us. And um, I think that that remembrance of Christ needs to always be brought in. So if that is absent, if that's not happening, as Yeshua said, as often as you come together, as often as you do this, then that's something we really need to look into. Okay, next, prayer is mentioned. Now, prayer is interesting. Um, it, I think it refers to two things. Private, of course, which is a lacking thing in most of the Western world of Christianity, at least, if not all, but especially the Western world, prayer, private life prayer is is something that many people struggle with. How much time do you spend every day with you and the Lord on your knees in your prayer closet, just you and him talking like no one else, nothing else, nothing distracting. How much do you actually set time aside for him every day? Or is he kind of like the five minutes before you fall asleep kind of Okay, God, thanks for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Is that how we pray? Or is it intentional? Is it time set aside? And then secondly, prayer for each other. When you are now in that fellowship with other believers, do you pray for others? When someone comes to do you ask, is there anything we can pray for for each other? And then let someone say what their need is. And don't just say, okay, I'll go home and I'll pray for you. No, no I think that prayer is something that is an act of faith. And that means that we don't just go and we run home and pray. That's great. Go go and, and, and pray at home for people. I'm not saying we don't. But I'm saying that an actual prayer, a, a prayer of faith is when there is someone in front of you with a need. And you say, let me pray for you right now. Let me right now come to you and let me let me ask. Let's pray. Let's lay hands. Let's anoint with oil like the scriptures say. Let's pray. That's what we see happen in the scriptures. Because that's an expression of love that will that will bring your congregation closer to each other than ever. Congregations often break up. Brother, listen to me. Congregations often break up. Fellowships fall apart because this is not exercised because they don't pray for one another. They don't even know one another because through prayer, they start realizing, wow, I started realizing who this person next to me is. And I know I start realizing what this person's what this person's needs and difficulties are. And I'm going to be there for this person. And I'm going to, you know, this happens when we force our congregants to look to one another and start praying for one another. Very important. And very lacking, I found, in many congregations. Okay. Um, the next thing that his he listed is our signs and wonders. Now, this is an interesting one because signs and wonders, as we mentioned, was very important 
for the confirmation of the message. And so today, it serves that same pur purpose. It draws unbelievers in because just like when someone speaks in tongues and there is an interpreter in the room, they interpret the message and it's for a, an unbeliever who's in the room that no one really knows and he hears it and it speaks to his heart and he falls down on his face and he repents. Or someone receives a prophetic word or a word of knowledge. There's someone in this room that this and this and this is going on in their life and the Lord says this and that unbeliever hears it and they fall on their face and repent before God. I have seen that happen. That's what is supposed to happen. That is what we see in the book of Acts. Paul even described this in the book of Corinthians, how he, when he speaks about, for example, the gift of speaking in tongues, he explains these things are what happen. Okay, so signs and wonders is very important. And then we have the gift of healing and, and all the signs and wonders, all the spiritual gifts um, all have their own specific niche purpose in the kingdom and all of them are important and we all have our gifts that we need to seek out right so earnestly seek them like paul said then we have selling possessions they sold their possessions amongst themselves for each other there was a great act of generosity happening in the early church that was amazing people were imagine imagine for a second Think of something that you know you own, an asset that that's valuable, and you see a need in a brother or sister next to you, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna take the money. I'm gonna give it to you because that's what I believe Yeshua would do. Like, uh, can you imagine that? Like, imagine how beautiful that is, and how pleasing to our Father that is, and especially when we don't do that for a show, don't do that for others to see you, but just do it in silence. You know, just let the other person know about it. Let them, but that's so beautiful and precious. And, you know, that was the responsibility of the temple priesthood, according to Torah, you know, and in the first century, that temple priesthood weren't fulfilling that duty. And so, but you are a priest of your temple, offering sacrifices to the Lord, you being even a living sacrifice yourself. And you are supposed to be looking after the widow, the orphan, the suffering and sowing into God's kingdom in whichever way that he leads you to. Okay. Okay. Then the last two of which is thankfulness. It says that they were thankful. They were people that were very thankful. They had glad and generous hearts receiving their food that way. How thankful are you? How glad are you? Every day I look upon my life. I look upon all the blessings I have and I just thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I don't deserve any of what you've given me, but yet you died for me. I don't deserve that. I don't even deserve to be able to praise you. Like that's that's how it is, man. I, I'm a man of unclean lips, but yet he did things for me and he even sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of me. Like, oh my goodness, that's beyond imagination. I can't believe it even to this point still. How and you know, when you're thankful in this way, it's really hard to become bitter over what you don't have and jealous and and all these these horrible things that come upon us and and and, and um greediness and, and all these things, when you know what the Father has given you and you know that you don't deserve it, it's just like, wow, God, I that's such an honor. And so very important. Um, and then the last thing it says that they did is they were praising God. So they lived a life of praise, praising the Father. You know, so brothers and sisters, 
you know, we just talked about eight different things, keys, if you will, to a healthy fellowship, a healthy body of Christ. And if we want to have people look at the body of Christ and be like, I I need that. I want that. I want to be like a part of that. Then we need to have these things mature in our lives as individuals. And then as we do that as individuals, we draw near to each other. It matures in the body as a whole. And I want to submit to you that we have been seeing not enough people come into faith. I believe that the father wants to do something in this end time spirit and truth outpouring that we are witnessing today. But it's going to need us to get these basic foundational aspects of our lives in order. I'm going to be creating a PDF that I'm going to be putting in the description of this video. Please go there and download it. Go take this, print it out, put it on your fridge, put it, put it somewhere where you're going to see it and put some check boxes next to it and check off as you work on each of those things in your life. Ask yourself, how is my prayer life? I'm going to start setting aside time for prayer. And then when you do that for a few weeks, you check that off. Lord, I thank you, God. And then you go, OK, um, have I sold a possession to give to someone like that would be amazing, right? OK, go and do that once and check that off and, and make these things not just a checklist, but something that you start making part of your lifestyle. And as it becomes part of your lifestyle, you will see up. I promise you, because and I can say I promise you, because the Bible tells us so. When we see this, we will see the results that the early church saw. They added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So go and download it. And um, I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Book of Acts series. Subscribe to this channel to be informed on when the next ones come out. Please share this video and go to our website and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with the latest Rise on Far videos. All right, I'll see you guys in the next one. Many blessings and shalom. <laughs>